Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Another day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be yes, glad in it. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Pastor Hank, so happy to have you this morning. Oh, man, so good to hear your voice, Ricky. How you doing? Man, blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, the yes, you senior are. pastor of the, what we call the Wild Wild West, Friendship West Missionary yes, Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas. And I know you got a good word this morning. Oh, thank you so much, Ricky. Listen, I never will forget one time I took my daughter to the store and she was going to buy some things. And when we got to the checkout, she did not have enough money. I said, Ob, you don't have enough money. Ob said, yes, I do. I have what I saved up. Plus, I have what you promised me. And then she was able to get what she was looking forward to because she not only counted on what she had, she also counted on what her father had promised her. Y'all, it dawned on Mm. me. As you move through this thing called life, always remember it's not just what you have. It's what your heavenly father, it's what God Almighty has promised you. God has promised that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. God has promised to supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. God has promised that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So that's why when Jacqueline Card sings my portion, she emphasizes the promises of God. And so instead of giving up based on your problem, look up to God's promise and you'll discover that when you have God's promise and walk by faith in that promise, that promise will come to pass. God ain't never lied. And when God does not lie, it means that God will come through regardless of what you're going through. So my portion is cashing in on the promises of Almighty God, because the promises of God are yes and amen. There it is, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, the senior pastor of Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas, Pastor Frederick Douglas Haynes. Pastor Haynes, let everybody know how you can be reached. Hey, thank you, Rick Smiley. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at FH Unscripted. You can also check out my sermons on my YouTube channel, Frederick Haynes. All right, let's do it. Love you, Pastor Haynes. Love you, Ricky. Have a great one, bro. You too. Let's go. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Indeed. The front page is about to go down. Maria Moore, what is happening? Good morning, Rock T. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Wednesday morning news. Now, we have more information on the four U.S. citizens who were kidnapped by gunmen in northeastern Mexico on Friday. Sadly, two of them were killed. Victims Saeed Woodard and Zendel Brown were found dead at a wooded house in or near the Mexican border city of Matamaros. 
The surviving travelers who returned to the U.S. on Tuesday are Latavia Washington McGee, who had no injuries, and Eric Williams, who was wounded. Now, the FBI confirmed on Tuesday that Williams and Washington McGee had been transported to a hospital in the U.S. You may remember the whole tragedy unfolded on Friday when the group was kidnapped by a Mexican cartel in a case of mistaken identity. However, the four friends were traveling to Mexico for cosmetic surgery, according to their relatives in the U.S. The FBI released a statement saying we will work with international partners and other law enforcement agencies to hold those responsible for this horrific and violent attack accountable for their crimes. In other news, during the pandemic, some 25.9% of parents lied about their kids' COVID test results to prevent their kids from having to miss school or other activities, a new study has found. The survey was published in the JAMA Network Open. Now, 580 U.S. parents responded to the national online survey in December 2021. More than a quarter reported misrepresentation and or non-adherence to in at least one of seven behaviors. Lastly, the cost of renting an apartment is easing after skyrocketing in recent years. The U.S. median rent rose a modest 2.4% in January from a year earlier to $1,942, the lowest annual increase since June 2021, according to data from Rent, which tracks listings for apartments and rental houses. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more of these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in sports? Man, Maria, heavy rumors out there circulating around the Internet about uh, Tom Brady, another possible comeback to the NFL. Tom shut down this quick stuff on social media. Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for his daughter. So that's his way of saying, man, I'm good. I'm good for now. Listen, former NBA players J.J. Redick and Kendrick Perkins got heated on ESPN's first take when they were discussing the NBA MVP race. J.J. Redick, who's white, was bothered that Kendrick Perkins, who's black, implied that white NBA reporters have a bias toward white players when it comes to voting. Uh, Stephen, I mean, I mean no offense to you, and I mean no offense to First Take, because I think this show is extremely valuable. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. You ju- yes, not, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, did. Yes, you did. That I is did exactly not, what you implied, Kendrick Perkins. That is exactly what you implied. Secondly, hold on, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. And you're not about to sit up. We all know what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied just now. Hold on. I stated the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. Okay. All right, so I got some thoughts on this, man, but I ain't got time to go into it. So stay tuned. Uh, We're going to get into this later on in the show. Follow my Instagram at Rock T Holler. We'll go live and discuss it there as well. Gary with the T. What's up there, big dog? All right, y'all. It's being reported that Amy Robach and TJ Holmes are definitely eyeing their television comeback on the Rachel Ray show time slide, y'all, after the chef calls it quits. Now they're saying, quote, the first of the dominoes have fallen and inside of split the beans, y'all, to Radar Online. Now Amy and TJ will be talking to the distributors, y'all, behind Rachel Ray and pitching themselves, y'all, they're saying. Now they build this 
as the first of their chances to make it back onto television screens and not on ABC. Moreover, they're saying that Roebuck and Holmes are priming themselves to return with a bang on the television after their scandalous ABC act. But lovebirds, y'all aren't done with television and remain confident another network or cable channel will see the value in their undeniable chemistry with a sore snitch, y'all, to the outlet that some of the best television double acts, y'all, have been lovers. And if they would have come back, y'all, I don't think I would watch that show because I, I just, that T.J. Holmes, honey, and what he did to his poor wife, honey, I just felt so bad for him. And then with Miss um, Robot cheating on her husband, too, I don't know if I would watch that show because it just don't seem like it would be real, honey. And it would just seem like to me that they're trying to prove a point that, you see, we could still cheat and we're together and we're in love and all that other mess, child. So I don't know. Gary, that's the main reason why people keep watching the show. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why they're at home right now, too. They ain't watching it. But um, I don't think so. But I mean, kudos out to them, honey. Hopefully that, you know, they get them a new TV show, honey, and let the world know that, you know, cheaters could still fall in love and stay together. And <laughs> love conquers all. Man. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like it. they're making a mockery of their previous marriages. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hell, that, I just don't like that. So, girl, honey, I wouldn't be watching. But anyway, good luck to them. All right, the color today, honey, is one of my favorite colors. My color today is Valencia. On the high end, you say Valencia, and on the low end, you say beautiful orange. That's your color for today. Brad, what you got coming up in the hot spot? Coming up next in the hot spot, does Chris Rock care about what people have to say about him? I'm going to tell you what he said up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. It's the hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and that's hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the B-R-A-T. All right, y'all, Ricky, now the morning show is my time for the hot spot. What up, Brat? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Well, y'all, sources claim that Chris Rock does not give a damn, oh, damn, about harsh opinions on his latest Netflix special, Chris Rock's Selective Outrage. He finally addressed the infamous Will Smith slap during the special, and the source said he said, what he needed to say and doesn't give a care about the reaction either way. He ain't worried about it, they said. The source also added that people have been waiting for him to react for a year. So for the most part, he, they said they think it was well received. People don't expect sugarcoating from Chris Rock. Now, here we go. Michael Jackson's nephew, Taj Jackson. Is this the same one that had something to say about Janet? Probably. Where, where he came from? Like, he just... Anyway, he was one of the people that had harsh criticism about rock. But who really cares? But anyway, he threw a jab at the pop icon, uh, saying that after seeing the new clip from attacking my dead uncle in the first few minutes of his retaliation, I'm still relevant, uh, special, I have three things to say. What did my family ever do to warrant these decades of harassment and your constant bullying? I don't even want to finish this because he has something to say about his about, auntie. He ta- I, guess, uh, I guess Chris Rock said something about Michael Jackson in one of his uh, his uh, specials called Retaliation. I'm still relevant special or something like that. He must have said something about Michael Jackson. So I guess now Taj Jackson is defending Michael Jackson, but he was just not too long ago saying something bad about Janet Jackson. So we're going to disregard the last part of that story because we don't want to give him no light or no shine because he don't matter no way. Meanwhile, y'all, Page Six has reported that <laughs> although Will Smith was publicly had publicly apologized, he still has not personally, y'all, apologized to Chris. So a source said Will Will did call Chris last year after the Oscars, but Chris didn't pick up and they haven't spoken since. Now, the source continued that Chris was open for a call until Will made his public apologies and then all those red table talk discussions. So, y'all think about that. What you think, Rock? Yeah, man, I was I was wondering. Like, I, I, I 
Will had to reach out to Chris. That's That's been the big question the whole time. Like, has he reached out to him, but Chris just chose not to talk to him? Right. That's what I was kind of assuming the whole time. So you just helped clear that up, Brett. Yeah. Well, social Bill, the Chris is ready to, to move on. I, I mean, I'll forgive I, and keep it, keep it moving, but I ain't either. got time to be sitting down talking to you about all, all your stuff and and or, or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I would probably try to find you if yeah, I Jeff, Jeff like right here. Jeff, Jeff right I, here. I, li- I literally agree with what Brad just said. Like, it, it's not even about a conversation. Right. If, if I did that to you, oh. I'm... I'm going to find you. I need to find you. I'm going to find you man to man. Look in your face and be (laughs) like, dog, Dog, my bad. And that's it. We ain't got to be friends. We ain't got to go out to eat. We ain't got to do all that. But I'm just, I'm just confused, man, how you don't find it necessary (laughs) to sit in that man's face, look him in the eye and be like, dog, I was wrong. Yeah. 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 And that's it. Hunt him down. And that's it. That's what I'm saying. It ain't got to be nothing else. And try again next year. If you don't talk to you next year, hey, bro. Because we call one time and he didn't pick up. Yeah, that ain't no, that ain't Yeah, that's my cousin BS. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note because we all agree that that is BS. But coming up next, we got Rock T's HBC. You know who we repping today, Rock T. We're going to holler at Clark Atlanta University Pippin. Hey, Hey, Brad. Yeah? Man, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations on your partnership with Johnsonville. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations. I I can't stand you. You know. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. And if you don't know, now you know. HBC, you know. Yeah, baby. <laughs> What's up, man? Rock Teasy for Sheezy up in the house. Y'all know what time it is. You know, I get excited about this, man. We shouting out and we highlighting and showcasing some of our heroes and sheroes that attended our phenomenal historically black colleges and universities. HBC, you no, let's get it, man. We're going down to Clark Atlanta University. Oh, in the heart of Georgia. Did I say the home of them Panthers? The home of the mighty marching Panther band? Shout out to the SS Dance team and the CAU drum line. Oh, I can't forget the Silver Breeze flag corps. Come on now, let's get it. This person majored in theater arts. Graduate of the 1997 class of Clark Atlanta University. Who am I talking about? Oh, they became one of the biggest stars in Japan. He was a child spokesman for Burger King. Started his own music label. He was nominated for several acting awards. Best known for playing the character in the 80s TV sitcom Webster. Oh, y'all know who I'm talking about. Emmanuel Lewis, a.k.a. Little Big Man, baby. <laughs> oh, by the way, he said to have a black belt in karate and a martial arts expert. If you didn't know, now you know. If you want me to highlight your favorite HBCU, hit me up on my social media platforms at Rock T Holla. Let's get it. HBCU know. All right, Rick's about the morning show. Hey, Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. So I'm not sure we want to encourage older people to hit on more young people, but here we go. Uh, Tinder just added a new dating dictionary to teach older singles the term that young singles are using. Uh, They did it after a poll that found 62% of people 18 to 25 feel like they speak a different language than their parents when it comes to dating. So to be fair, a lot of people in their 30s and older may not know some of these. Here we go. Uh, Situationship. Do you know what that means, Ricky? Oh, yeah. Uh, If y'all sleeping together and y'all kicking it. (laughs) All right, Ricky. All of it. Yes. All right. I don't mess with those young chicks, but yeah. Okay. I know what it means. But, but you just know what it means. All right. Uh, a date review. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Now, you got me on that one. That's a date that but feels more job. like it's a job interview. Right. 
A date review. Yeah, a date review. Okay, okay um, how so about will, this? will you do that on the internet before you meet out, meet up and go out on a date, or you interview them during the date? No, I think that it kind of feels like, um, you know, where did you work? Um, where's your family from? It just feels more formal than it does, you know, okay. like a casual, v- regular vis almost any conversation with a woman. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, text relationship. When you text all the time, but you rarely meet up in person. Uh, a lot of folks know about that, especially young people. Ick, we talked about that on the morning show. Anything that's a turn off. Um, how about this one, Ricky? Cushioning. Do you know what cushioning means? Cushioning? No. <laughs> I'm what? sure you could guess. Uh, but it means keeping people in your back pocket just in case a person you're dating doesn't work out. <laughs> But you've never done that before, right, Ricky? Oh, definitely. Oh, well, yeah, oh you yeah. have. You better, oh, okay. You better have you some other friend. These women, they, they be so damn flaky or, or whatever. And then, hey, plan B. Got to have a depth chart. <laughs> right. <laughs> depth chart. <laughs> right, like All right, a how about this? Yeah. Uh, kitten fishing. Oh. Kitten We've heard fishing. of catfishing. What do you think kitten fishing is? Uh, wait, when you play a trick on a, uh, a baby, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not catfishing where you pretend to be someone else. It's a scaled back version where you tweak or embellish just a few things about yourself. So maybe you show your picture, but you lie about where you work at or how much money you're making. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't show that your, your legs short. But right. all your pictures from the waist waist up. Right. Yeah. I, I got catfished like that one. <laughs> oh, the neck up. Oh, did you, Ricky? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's another one, Ricky. ONS. You know what ONS stands for? What? One night stand. Oh, oh! I didn't know that. <laughs> but I Everybody never hear young quiet. people say stuff like that. I'm around, yeah. you know, my kids are younger. They, I never hear them say nothing. Okay. All right. And this is the last one. Sneaky link. Yeah. Oh, we okay. I've heard that. Yeah. But what does it mean, though? Two people who hook up a lot but keep it a secret. Oh, sneaky link. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. sneaky link. It's called uh, smart. It's Why called what? <laughs> it's called smart. <laughs> Gary, have you heard of Sneaky Link? Oh, we talk about it all the time. Hell on Dish Nation. Everything is a Sneaky Link. Huh? Sound like a Smoky Link. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty that's good. A, yeah. That, that'll, that'll keep your conversations updated where you won't be sounding old. Sit out there on a date with a young shit talking about, I didn't cook some greens. <laughs> <laughs> For her birthday, she wanted me to buy her a $2,700 Louis Vuitton purse. I said, hmm? You need to go find a purse equivalent to the amount of money you're going to have in the purse. What you need is a $38 purse. (laughs) What you need is a Larry Vuitton. Okay, maybe a bag. You know what you can get, baby? I got you. How about an assistant coach? (laughs) My man Chris Spencer, the mayor, that's a black mayor of Hollywood, okay? Come on now. Everybody's connected to Chris Spencer. Yes, sir. We get to arguing every, he said, you call me every spring. You call Ricky Smiley. You call me every spring. He be cussing me out, man. All right, Gary, what you got coming up next? Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. Gary has the T and the color of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood and here's what's happening in the celebrity news y'all ETCEO baby Miss Deborah Lee y'all she has revealed in her memoir y'all 
she's telling it all, honey. And, you know, people are very shocked about it. You know, Well, some people are shocked about it. I don't know if Jeff's shocked about it or not. But people are shocked about it, honey. That, honey, she let it be known, y'all, that she had an affair with BET founder Mr. Bob Johnson while they both were married, Ricky, which was very sad. Oh. Now, during the oh. interview, y'all, she did with Good Morning America. Ms. Lee revealed, y'all, that she started a romantic relationship with Mr. Johnson while climbing the ranks at the network. Now, she revealed, y'all, that things were good until she wanted out of the relationship. Now, she explained, quote, I worked for Bob Johnson for 10 years before we had a personal romantic relationship, and he was a mentor. And, and you know, he's responsible for a lot of my success. She also continued that the downfall of a relationship like that is if you want to get out of it. She said, it came, honey. She said, and I wanted to break up. She said, I saw it wasn't a long-term relationship, and my job and my career was held over my head. She said, it was like, well, if you want to break up with me, you can leave tomorrow. Then she also added that on, it was 20 years into her career at BET, so she said she would have lost everything, Ricky. She said everything would have just been gone had, you know, she broke up with Mr. Johnson. And she also revealed that things became problematic when Johnson, as she didn't have anyone to turn to, as she had no role models at the time, and she was too ashamed, y'all, to bring the issues to family. Afraid of potentially losing her income and not being able to secure work as a single mother of two, Ms. Lee endured and stayed, y'all, with the company. Now, with the help of therapy, she said, and Bob Johnson's eventual <laughs> departure, um, Ms. Lee went on to achieve much success with the network, becoming the remaining BET CEO for 13 years while living out her dream. And her memoir is titled, I Am Deborah Lee. And she also talked about Aretha Franklin and Oprah. How she told them no. When Aretha Franklin said, oh I need $500,000, she said, I need a watch. She said, I needed a whole full um, winter um, wardrobe. That's what Aretha said until she said. And Oprah told the little girl, I want to uh, I want to advertise my network on on your network BET and she told Oprah no. So she talked about all of it honey and you know I feel so Wait, Oprah sorry. wanted to do what? Oprah just all Oprah wanted to do was to advertise by some um, ads on BET to you know advertise to talk about her network on and she said no way you don't do nothing like that you're my competitor. She said why would I do this with you and honey you know she said hi hun Oprah and you know people honey, sleep people work. sleep on the boss that Deborah Lee was. Yeah. I mean, she started out as the legal counsel, so the she's a trained counsel. lawyer. Yeah. So she was the legal counsel, then became COO, mm-hmm. then became CEO. Mm-hmm. And so think about it. When when BT went public, when they sold, they, they all made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So when she talks about losing everything, it's not just a salary. You're talking about the money that was made when they went to Viacom. All of those people that were there then made yeah. millions of dollars. So mm-hmm. when she talks about being being held captive... It wasn't just no job. I mean, right. it literally is everything you have worked your entire career for. I just and want it, everybody to know that that's uh, Jeff Johnson uh, uh, that perfectly articulated that that's not Special K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. That was definitely not Special K articulate. They, they sound, they kind of remind you of each other, but just want you to know that that's, that's Jeff Johnson. I was taking credit for it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you know what, though, Jeff, which is very interesting. I mean, Ms. Lee would have lost everything, but I sure feel bad for Ms. Sheila Crowley. Johnson, who lost her husband because she was allegedly, oh, she said that they were cheating together, too. Though. So yeah, but Sheila Johnson became the richest black woman in America. I know that, yeah. And she is living an amazing life. How'd she like, become rich? She had, what, the divorce? She got half. Yeah, the divorce. She got half of it. How she, much money he had? Billions. Well, when he sold BT for $3 billion, she got 1.5. 
Yeah. Well, she, she got one point five. She didn't she at? Where's she at? Chilling. She. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, well. she owns Salamander Resorts. She's she's like on the board of um, women's tennis, women's golf. She is amazing. Like, if you don't know who she is, you Google talk about an I am amazing. Give me her number. <laughs> <laughs> she's one of the great. She's an equestrian, honey. She and her family. She loves horses and she loves all me? those things. That she <laughs> has. All of it. All of it. <laughs> you know, so. But anyway, congratulations to Miss Lee, though. I mean, you know, I'm glad she's talking about it, you know, because a lot of people speculated that it was going down, you know, with um, she and Bob Johnson. Yeah. So, you know, but anyway. Damn, that, that's. that's uh, Oh my God! I would love to have her on. We working on it. We were out. Yeah, yeah, I would know what to ask. That's how I form a boss, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Was she always nice? She was always nice to me. Always nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They get nervous when she walk in the room, though. Well, I'm sure Brad, they Brad, did. Jeff get nervous when she walk in the room. Absolutely, everybody tensed up. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah. she was nice, but she wasn't no joke. Yeah, that's why we dealt with Steven most of the time. Yeah, was- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and my quick final story, y'all. Everybody's raving. Zaya Wade, y'all. She um made the catwalk debut in Paris Fashion Week, honey. Zaya looks amazing. She looks just like her daddy. But they say, honey, she um walked the runway, honey, during the moo moo um on women's wear, honey. And I'm telling you, she uh, she, she looks amazing. She really looks amazing. She looks older than what she really is, though, honey. But she's only like what 13 years old. But they got her looking real good, honey. And like I said, she's looking just like the one. Did you see it? I mean, she looks beautiful. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I didn't see. No. No, I'm. Oh. Why are you so okay. hesitant, man? Uh uh-uh. uh. I thought no, crickets sir. was coming out of his mouth. He started singing the song. No, I didn't. Oh, wait. Oh, I got, look, I got I to gotta respond appropriately. <laughs> it looks like she's holding a football right there. Yeah, it looks like a football, but God it's a is big good. Brown That's person. all I have to say. Mew, mew, honey. I love that designer, too. So, congratulations to Zaya, honey. All right, the color today is one of my favorite colors. My color today, y'all, Valencia. On the high end, you say Valencia, and on the low end, you say beautiful orange. That's your color for today. All right, y'all give it up for Gary with the team. Yeah. All right, y'all, Ricky Carlton Morning Show, 23 minutes after the hour. We got your wake up calls. Get at me, 8669 R I C K E Y. Let's go. I want to say wake up to all the nurses and all the single moms up there. Wake up, wake up, wake up. What's going on? This is James from Grand Rapids. Letting my kids and my wife wake up, brush off t- anything first. But wake up, wake up, wake up. This is Ariel calling to wake up all my families and friends in Savannah, Georgia. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Marquita calling from Columbia. I'm calling to wake up my beautiful daughter, Jordan. Happy 10th birthday, girl. Let's go to school. Wake up and let these haters know what's up. Come on. Miami, wake up. Wake up. Seattle, wake up. And Detroit, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. St. Louis, wake up. New Orleans, wake up. And Memphis, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Brought to you 
you by Church's Chicken. There's so many reasons to get hooked on Church's AP Shrimp Meal. It's dippable, crunchable, downright irresistible, and it starts at $5.99. The only catch? It's only here for a limited time. Church's Texas Chicken. Welcome to the great state of flavor. You see how she ran that commercial, Gary? What you trying yes, to say? See why they, see why that they, made me want some chicken, though. For yeah, real. You see how they, 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 they took that commercial from you and gave it to Brett? Yeah. No, we all switch up. Don't do that. Don't listen, Gary. You Don't do a good job, Gary. Don't listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who did the church chicken commercial yesterday? That was Gary. Who did it? Who did it yesterday? That was Gary. Who did it today? Brett. There you go. All right, y'all, 25. Get on my nerves. The way Gary says biscuits. You can say all them down. There's too many syllables. There's too many down. They need to break it down, honey. This kids. Gary throw too many S's in them bad boys. <laughs> you make it sound convincing, Gary. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. what the advertiser Y'all stop lying. Yes. If the Lord came back right now, y'all would go to hell for lying. All right, that's what I forgot we were doing next. Let me see there. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Just good morning. another day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Yeah. And be glad in it. God is good. Yes. All the, all the time. time. All the time. And all the time. God, God is good. 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 Here's our church announcement this morning. Govern yourself. Accordingly. Accordingly. Govern yourself. Accordingly. The church's chicken commercial will be now read by, you know what, never mind. <laughs> 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 oh, don't read that one. <laughs> Gary, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, you are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so- Somebody bring Rock T back in the room. The associate pastor, Reverend Lemon. You know Reverend Lemon? Yeah. It's offering a $30 reward. For information on who broke in his truck during Sunday school, they took two cartons of Newports, a bag of pork skins, ten pack of Juicy Fruit gum, a Rick Ross mixtape CD, some handcuffs, a Philip head screwdriver, some duct tape, and his autographed copy of T.D. Jake's new book. So anybody oh. find out we have a $30 reward. And we are mm. so glad to see our head usher, Gloria Austin, back. You know her, Jane? Yeah. Glad to see her back at the church this morning after mm-hmm. having gout surgery last month. The operation was successful, and now she's got an artificial foot with real toes. (laughs) And the toes is ticklish. (laughs) Which means she can feel it. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? (laughs) Oh. The homegoing celebration for Deacon Raleigh Walker. You know him, Janie. Yeah. It's Saturday at 11 o'clock a.m. He was 89. Mm-hmm. And Raleigh had eight kids with seven women. Oh. And uh, it's a new one pregnant right now. 
Oh, my God. And Riley had survived six different cancers, two rounds of pneumonia, sickle cell, arthritis, and chronic forehead rashes. <laughs> he was good with all of that. That ain't what killed him. What killed him? Well, what took him out was he had got to fighting with his newest baby mama, other baby daddy, who was losing the fight and stabbed him in the head with a pencil and he died from lead poisoning. Oh! <laughs> it would definitely be a closed casket, Janie. Uh, so keep everybody in the Walker family lifted up in prayer. That concludes our church announcement. All right, Janie, I'll call you tomorrow. All right! All right! Black Tony, what's up? Black, Black Tony, can I say something before you get started? Can I say something? Yeah. Jeff Johnson got on the plane and came all the way to D, to the to, to the DF to be live in the show because he wanted to meet you. Jeff, let him know how disappointed you are. Well, I mean, Black Tony, we, we coming out of Black History Month, yeah, and, and the Women History Month, yeah, and Harry Tubman freed slaves so you could go to work. So what's your point? And, Jill so Scott, your, so Jill Scott sang songs so that you could come to work. And my grand, my grandmother, my grandmother cleaned clothes, man, for white people, so you could go to work, man. So my, my, daughter, my daughter, my so daughter, right now, man, is in school so that you could go to work. Okay, that's man, cool. right Who now, that? right now, it's a woman right now, Jeff. just doing doing everything she can with what she don't have, man, so that you could go to work. Preach. And and for you not to come to work. Preach. Every time work is work, it's just a slap in the face to, to every Come single on, person that really ever went to work. Really, hey, really, cuz that, that what you gonna that what you gonna do right now? That's what I'm doing <laughs> right now. First but right but now? if you got a problem with it, we, okay, we can okay. have a different you, conversation. But you trying to put me on first grade? Oh, so hold on, hold on, hold I'm up. putting you on that's first, that's front, that's second, right, third, fourth, fifth, go, back, forward street. Go back, go back to Harriet's. Just break down the Harriet Tubman nah, part. He sound aggressive right now. Like you trying to put some hands up. Like what's up? <laughs> Both hands up. Oh, uh-huh. that's not what you want, cuz. Hey, hey listen, man. My hands is up saying, please, Black Tony. Boy, let me <laughs> because you, God hey, on the boy. third day, man. He created boy. what he did on the third day so you could come boy, to work. Oh, God. Boy, oh, God. Tony, let me tell you something. Boy, listen. let me tell you something. Boy, this ain't what you want. But Rick, you better get your butt. Hey, Rick. Hey, hey Black Tony. Get your butt. Jeff came no, no, all no. the way to the studio. And, and what did you tell me on the phone? What you was mad about coming Seeing being in Black studio? Tony. What yeah. happened, man? What happened? Right, well, dude, shot in my real daddy showed up. <laughs> so, wait a minute, say what? My real daddy. I'm here. <laughs> Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Isn't it amazing that we live in a world where you can get anything you need when you need it right to your door? With DoorDash, you can get pretty much anything. Just recently, I was a little bit under the weather and I needed to get some meds. But you know what? With DoorDash, I got my meds delivered. It was super easy because all I did was download the app and click on the items I needed. 
And you know how it is when you're sick. You can barely think straight. But the DoorDash app is so easy. And you know what else? They deliver just about anything you can imagine. Socks get wet in the rain. DoorDash and dry ones to wherever you are. You want to make an hour happy? Order some alcohol. Can't find your charger? Get another one quick. Don't want to do dishes? Order in something from restaurants near you. DoorDash. Your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Alcohol. Available only in select markets. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Get out of bed. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Luther is back and better than everybody. Let's go. Who in the car? This girl in an ambulance car, honey. <laughs> Everybody. But have y'all rode in an ambulance car? Yeah! Woo! <laughs> Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. All right, y'all. Rick's Mile of Morning Show. Gary has a T in the caboose of the day. Gary. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Comedian Mike Epps, y'all, is under investigation that he was caught with a loaded gun, y'all, in his carry-on bag at oh Indianapolis International Airport. Now, according to TMZ, y'all, the legal docs obtained by TMZ police responded to a firearms investigation Sunday at the Indianapolis Airport with cops being told TSA found the gun, y'all, while Mike was going through the checkpoint. Now, the doc said, y'all, that the comedian mentioned being in town for a show and forgot the piece was in his bag. Now, upon investigation, police said they found a 38 special air weight with four rounds loaded, but none in the chamber. Now, the gun and the ambulance was all taken as evidence. Now, officials for the Indianapolis Airport Police told TMZ that Epps wasn't arrested, but the report was forwarded to the Marion County to determine if charges should be filed. Yeah, I mean, he's traveling. He's just trying to be safe. Uh, it's a mistake. Uh, oh. Mike Epps, as, as many years, over 30 years of being on the road with Mike Epps, uh, you know, he don't he ain't into nothing like that. Now, he probably ended up protecting himself because it's crazy. You go do a comedy show, people try to rob you after the show, and you get all kind of weirdos backstage and on the side of the stage and all of that kind of stuff. Well, isn't that, isn't that his hometown? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have one in your hometown. Really? That's where it's probably the most dangerous, where people are most familiar with you. 
You know what I'm saying? Just because they love you at the same time, you got to pocket the people. They know your folks and they know how you move. You know, look at Young Dolph. He got killed in his hometown. I got shot in my hometown. You know what I'm saying? It happens in your hometown. You have to be safe. And the press blows up stuff with celebrities. Do you know how many regular law-abiding, gun-carrying folks forget they got their gun in their bag when they get to the airport? It literally happens every single day. So he didn't get arrested because it's a legal gun. There was no no even indication of wrongdoing. So right. this, this is something that happens literally every day with law-abiding gun carriers. So it's, it, it's barely probably, a story. He probably didn't get arrested because he was in his own hometown and he know everybody at the airport and they probably just decided to let him go. No. And don't y'all hide that ain't security. How it That's no, the, air, the airport is the feds, bro. Absolutely. They ain't got nothing to do with local. Yeah, that gun well, probably belonged to chicken, yeah, chicken with that arm. Yeah. 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 Like Ch- chicken wing do security for Mike with the little arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when his mama said his arm don't go back like that when the police were trying to put the handcuff on chicken wing, and his mama he said, yeah. his mama said, obviously his arm don't go back like that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to another celebrity news, y'all. This week, y'all, it was revealed that Tyler Perry, y'all, was in talks to purchase BET. Now, they're saying Tyler has some stiff competition because Mr. Byron Allen is also interested in purchasing Uh-oh. the network. Now, they're saying other parties are also said to have expressed an interest in the BET business. Now, another potential um, suitor is Byron Allen, who controls a number, y'all, of local television stations, as well as the Weather Channel and other assets via his entertainment studios firm. Now, Byron Allen is interested, y'all, in buying BET and he will be pursuing the acquisition of the network of reps and for the mogul. So, isn't that nice? So, I look like they just buy it together. Is, could, could they not just buy it together or is it just two rich men on a, you know... How much but, they selling it for? Do you know? They didn't say how much they were selling it for but I mean, Ricky, I mean, you worked with BET and you and Brad, y'all just talked about it and Jeff, could y'all not collect y'all coins and try to go for the um, purchase of BET? I mean, I put up, I put up 4500 I put in a bid for forty five hundred. How much you put up, Jeff? Uh, I got a Chevy Cavalier uh, that's paid off and a secret collection. Brett, you want to go in with me and Jeff? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Yeah, I all got five on it, huh? Yeah. I got five on it. Literally five dollars. Well, congratulations to both of them. I mean, you know, may the best man win. And it's good that they're trying to bring BET back to the community, as they said. So we'll see how that all turns out. All right, and then my final story, y'all. Over the weekend, you remember when Tyrese Gibson, y'all know he alarmed the fans of gospel singer Kim Burrell, he, you know, claiming that she was battling double pneumonia and facing five. Well, Miss Kim set the record straight. She did a video message streamed live on Instagram. She insists, y'all, that she is alive and well, and she's on her way to Paris right now for work and says that Tyrese, honey, cannot keep a secret, but he didn't mean any harm. So people are saying, why you told him? You know, he couldn't keep a secret here. You know, saying that, you know, Tyrese, that type of person, asking people to send her money and what have you. But... You know, Kim looks amazing. You know, if she's working in Paris, she's definitely doing well because I'm sure, you know, when you go away, they're going to pay you a good purse. So mm. let's continue to keep Kim Burrell lifted up in our prayers, y'all. And, you know, she said right now she don't need no money. So there you have it. Well, his heart was in the right place. Yeah, it was in the right place, but he needs a hush. He talked too much. Hell, you don't be telling that woman business, trying to collect money on, on um, GoFundMe and stuff. Kim Burrell's a big-time gospel singer, and everybody loves her. So and Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> All right, the color today. <laughs> How she was laughing, Brett, when she was making that video, when she was throwing that shit. <laughs> 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 
The Lord says, the Lord told me to tell you you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, baby. Miss Pharrell was telling this shit. She read him, did she, Gary? She what? sure did. She talked about the queens and all. <laughs> what'd she say? What'd she say, Brett? She said, oh, the Lord told me to tell you you're ugly. <laughs> Brett, Brett, that need to be a ringtone. That need to be a ringtone. <laughs> the color today is Valencia. On the high you say Valencia, oh and on the low end you say beautiful orange. That's your color for the day. All right, y'all give it up for Gary with the team. Yeah. Health, happiness, and hope. It's Wellness Wednesday on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all, uh, every uh, Wednesday on the Rick's Mountain Morning Show is Wellness Wednesday. We got the one and only member of uh, Alpha Pi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, uh, we got the one and only Dr. MJ Collie is back with a, a medical update uh, from the medical community. And he's also going to answer your, uh, you know, your general questions. So hit us up at 866-9-RICKY-866-9-R-I-C-K-E-Y. Hey, Dr. Collie, say good morning to your, your frat brother, your LB, Jeff Johnson up in here. What up, uh, brother? Good morning, Jeff Donson. Always brings enlightenment and perspective with his three things you need to know. It always gets my day started and enhances how I get through the political situation here in this good United States of America. So thank you, Jeff, for all you do for this community. Brother, listen, my life is ever evolved because you consistently bring medical information that's digestible and useful. So listen, man, we are enriching each other's lives in the light. Okay, y'all graduated. Okay, y'all graduated. Yeah, we, got, we got a little bromance going y'all, on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. They graduated. They, yeah. they, 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 you know, so, they use big words. So they, yeah, they smart. I have a dream speech. They're all on the 4.0 grade point average. 4.2, actually. Oh, wow. 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 I didn't know you could do that. What you got, Dr. Good morning, Ricky Smiley, Rock T, Special K, Gary with the T, the Brett, and Maria Moore. And once again, your in-house special studio guest, Mr. Jeff Johnson. Listen, Ricky, we're going to talk about the effects of stress in our school systems that's negatively affecting the health of both the teachers and the students and also the people working in the school system. We're talking about the cafeteria workers, the janitors. Everybody involved in this situation are stressed out. A recent study showed that 60% of teachers are stressed and are considered leaving the profession or have already left due to that work stress. Teachers work longer hours than many other positions. You know, most of us think about a job from 9 to 5, but teachers, you know, sometimes have to be in position as early as 6.30 a.m., and they don't finish until 6 or 7 p.m. if they're doing extracurricular activities with their students. So this leads to burnout and stress. Make no mistake about it, Ricky, this is not new. Teaching has always been stressful, but it's been exacerbated by other challenges such as COVID-19. Other contributing factors include lack of resources for the teachers, lack of support from the administration, work-life balance issues. Teachers, basically, once you're teaching, you don't have time for your personal life. And then the, the political issues in the workplace now, they're dealing with, uh, you know, things like trans students and things that uh, shouldn't be involved as far as their profession is concerned, but now they're having to deal with Teachers don't have time to do planning like they used to because there's a shortage of, of substitute teachers and uh, just full-time teachers that are in the school system. Students have more behavioral challenges, and teachers are not equipped to really handle this. So oftentimes, they're just trying to get through the day and keep their classrooms quiet versus being able to teach whatever their topics are. There's been a rise in concerns of personal safety due to increased violence. So if you're feeling stressed and you feel like your personal safety is at risk, you know, that stresses you out on a daily basis. And what happens when these teachers get stressed? Their health deteriorates. Increased incidence of high blood pressure, diabetes, 
anxiety, depression, heart attacks, strokes. You know, our teachers are so stressed that their health is deteriorating. And then if they have to take time off to deal with a health issue, again, that increases the issue of the shortages. So let's keep our teachers healthy, give them the support that they need. State Ricky correction should be allowed in this school system because a lot of these students are just, you know, getting out of control because they don't have any real correction at home, and the school is the only place they can do it. But the teachers don't get support from the parents and oftentimes from the administration when they're dealing with, um, you know, with teacher behavior, I mean, with uh, student behavior. Right. So that's where we are, Ricky. And uh, we're going to be talking about that later on today. Uh, th- I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we're going to have a whole conversation uh, talking to the teachers uh, later on today, this morning. Let's go to the phones. You're on with Dr. Collier. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Collier. I am 68 years old and have lost 17 pounds due to stress when I handled my sister's estate. I'm trying everything in the world to gain weight. All commercials about weight loss, how to lose weight. What do I need to do? I know it's patience, but I need to gain weight and I'm not. How do I gain weight? Okay, it takes 3,500 calories above your usually customary baseline caloric intake to gain one pound. So one, you got to decrease those factors that are stressing you out. Now that you hopefully, it sounds like you've completed the estate issues, and so now you need to do some self-care. Uh, you need to make sure that you're not just putting on the wrong kind of weight. You want to eat healthy. Increase your protein so that your protein intake is at least 30% of your caloric intake on a daily basis, and, and eat three to five meals per day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a meal in between breakfast and lunch, and a snack in between lunch. And that way your body, you won't necessarily feel hungry, but you'll be giving your body what it needs to build that up. And also, uh, again, your mental health is very important. So meditate, pray. Uh, This is the time to recheck your spirituality, and it's about you right now. Get yourself together. (laughs) I'm sorry. Ma'am, the lady just called. All you got to do is watch. My 600-pound life and just eat what they eat. <laughs> what they be saying wrong? I just can't stop eating. <laughs> Dr. Nadi doesn't want any more patients. So so we want to gain. Remember I said gain the right kind of weight. <laughs> just lay there and fry, that, fry, them, fry them little wings in the bed. Yeah. Yeah, fly all that chicken up in that bed like this. I promise you, you're going to gain no doggone weight. You best believe it. You're on with Dr. Connie. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I am fairly young. I'm 37 years old, um, and I do a lot with my hands. And I like I braided hair tight now with my job. And I'm starting to get cramps in my hands, and I'm concerned about um, early onset of arthritis. Is there anything that I can do to prevent that? Uh, yes, a couple of things. One, you also want to make sure you're not dealing with carpal tunnel syndrome. So using your hands that much, it would be a good idea to get some hand braces, uh, the kind that you slip on like gloves, but that uh, are, are open at the fingertips, and the kind that have a metal spoon in it that raises the, the wrist at about 15 to 30 degree angle. That is the relaxed position of the wrist, but also a supplement such as glucosamine and chondroitin. One of the name brands would be Osteobiflex, and an anti-inflammatory such as Motrin Ad- or a lead. So, you know, this is a reality of what you're doing, particularly with the braiding. So you have to be very careful. All of my hairstylists and hairdressers have problems with their hands, neck and back because of the postural issues and the ergonomics of doing that type of work. All right, y'all went out to call you. Good morning. About two years ago, my grandson was abused and had a traumatic brain injury. But a couple of weeks ago, he had a high fever and started having seizures. Could either one of those have caused the seizures? And will they return? 
Um, so there are, is a high incidence of seizures associated with uh, elevated temperatures, uh, high fevers, usually over 102. And so that can happen if they get a fever again. So it's very important that if they have any type of infectious disease, that they take Tylenol, Motrin, Advil, or Aleve to keep that temperature down. But he needs a full neurological evaluation to make sure there's nothing else going on in the head. And that's probably going to ultimately include a CT scan or an MRI. So he needs to be seen by a neurologist to evaluate the nature of the seizures. Most people get a full neurological evaluation and there's no real etiology found for the seizures, but that's a good thing. But you want to make sure that there's no bleeding in the brain, no, no subdural hematomas, and no masses or tumors in the head. These are the opinions of Dr. M.J. Carrier, not those of Ricky Smiley. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show cast, his production crew, or even the illustrious Mr. Jeff Johnson. So, listen to me on Facebook Live tonight, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to Ask ASK Dr. MJ, and we'll answer your health care questions. Daddy, hey, Dr. Collie, appreciate you. Love you, man. Uh, it is just an absolute pleasure to have Jeff Johnson on with us. I get so excited when Jeff comes live, you know, comes to the studio and broadcasts live because you get to have all that knowledge because Jeff Johnson, three things you need to know just is just not enough. Come on, dog. <laughs> but but to have you sitting in here, uh, sitting in the studio this morning, and Jeff, you we was talking about old times, like Well, we're saying it's nine years. You've been on the morning show nine years. Nine years. Don't even seem like it's been at all. And 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 uh, for the listeners that don't know, how did you end up on the morning? We did did an event together. Yeah, I was so I was already on Time Joiner. I was on BT, and you and I were doing the AT and T Black History Month tour. We were in Detroit. Um, you were hosting. I was speaking. Um, and I look over during the speech, and you on the side of the thing taking notes. I'm like, damn, is this, what's this dude doing? Um, so great presentation. The audience was incredible. Finished. Went backstage. And they like, you got to go back out. Ricky calling you back out. Uh, and you call me back out. You put your arm around me. Um, and we knew each other at the time, but we didn't have a real relationship at that time. Right. And um, you were just like, brother, I just, I really appreciate what you do. I'm going to have you on this. I want to have you on the show. And of course, I'm like, okay, great. And, and that was that left. The next morning, my phone starts going off. And like people texting me like, yo, Ricky been talking about you for the last three minutes. And you were talking about being in Detroit, um, what my speech was like, the fact that you wanted somebody like that on the show. Um, yeah. And then within two or three weeks, brother, I was on the show. And been here ever since. Nine years. And we actually met because we both was working B-A-T. for BET. Yeah. I mean, BET. Shooting the uh, commercial. Uh, they had all the hosts. All the hosts all of the- every show. So you, Jackie Kim Reed Whitley, was there. Jackie Reed, oh, Jesus, um, yes. Roxy and Terrence, Tigger. I mean, literally everybody. Bruce, the Bruce. Uh, Rachel? No, light skin. They got the hips. Real <laughs> fine. Oh, man. Damn, I can't think of all of them was there. Everybody was there. And we was up in New York. We was in And like you a- never want to tape a commercial with a bunch of comedians. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> Bruce Bruce was there. Take 376. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that was we was all. If anybody find that video, can y'all tag us on Facebook? We was all walking down the hall. It was a remake of the, uh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah, and that was the first time I had met you. Yeah, and uh, I kind of got my start on BT because I was a host of Comic View in two thousand, mm-hmm. and and in two thousand and four. Because that's when that was. That was over. Right. So we was promoting the two thousand four season of BET, mm-hmm. and Bruce Bruce uh, was the host, and I had moved on to another show. 
But that was that was a lot of fun. And I was young, man. I had just I had, I didn't get on BT till October of '03. Right. So, um, and I never want to be on TV. I was a national youth director at NAACP. Um, wow. And I was working for Russell Simmons, the Hip Hop Summit Action Network, and trying to get business. And somebody said I should meet with Stephen Hill. Right. And went to meet with Stephen, um, who I love to death. Like Stephen's always just been really good to me. And he was like, yo, I want to put you on TV, but I don't know how. Right. So I, I want to put you on 106 or Rap City, but I'm not sure I can't do 106. Right. Like, because from the time the show starts to the time it's over, they're yelling. Yeah. Um, and that's not me. And, and I said, I can be for Tigger what Tavis has been for Tom Joyner. I can come in once a week, start talking about some stuff and bounce. And he was like, bet. We're going to start taping next week. You're going to be Tigger's cousin. That's how you call your cousin yeah. Jeff. Steven don't make stuff hard, man. I mean, right. that, that's why he's so great. Every time I had a meeting at BET, if he was in another meeting and he knew that I was in the building, he would always come in and stick his head in the door and wave. And I, and I was just so happy that he came to my birthday celebration in the Bahamas, like to get to hang out with your old boss. Man. Somebody that you just love and admire and that gave you so many opportunities. So many. So we, we just shot out. I went from doing commentary to him giving me my own show. I mean, yeah. I had the Cousin Jeff Chronicles. Right. And then I had the truth. And that was all That was all Steven. I mean, I I, 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 I him all the time just for him seeing something in me that I yeah. didn't see in myself. And then making the opportunity. So many people block. Yeah. Um, but Steven opened the doors for a lot of he folks, did. man. And I'm he one did. of them. And I'm one of them too, Jeff. Uh, big shout out to Steven Hill. Uh, we absolutely love you and appreciate the opportunity. We appreciate BET for opportunity here we are on on radio and, and it wasn't perfect no no <laughs> but, it is but, but we'll take but, it Kay. no no it, it was it, I, I wouldn't be i wouldn't be where i am without bt right so it, it, and it, jeff if, if anybody want to follow you would let them know be followed i'm on i'm on ig at at jeff's nation and these days man i just i just talk about my family you know what i mean it's smile the morning show Dallas. Damn right. DF Dog. Let's go. Stand up. Uh, Take me back, Jim. Man, listen. You could do everything with this. I I was just talking about when we, we actually danced at the club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like for real and, and and you could dance to it but you know what I love like for me it was the whole native tongues piece yeah and tribe as part of native tongues was like the the precursor to the dungeon family right like it was the same kind of vibe um and I just love tribe I mean it was real hip-hop but it was, it was danceable um, you could be almost righteous on your pro Africa piece. But yeah. You could also be like, yo, I'm trying to get with this girl over here too. All of and that. so Tribe just gave you the ability to do that with this mix of hip hop and jazz and funk. Right. Um, it was awesome, man. I just loved it. And uh, what was that other group? Doom, 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 Digital Planets. Yeah. Digital Planets. Yes, sir. And, and, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and that was 93 too. Yeah, and uh, the group that sang Tennessee, they was jumping. Oh, yeah. I, I used to love Arrested all Development. Arrested Development. Yeah, Arrested Development. Ooh, yeah. Can we play that? Huh? Can we play? Oh, my <laughs> With Tennessee or I am every. Every you got that one day. Every day. People, we gotta play that, dog. Yeah. The '90s was the best. Yeah. The '90s was the best. Uh, Brett, uh, uh, Def, uh, I did Def Comedy Jam '93, and that song reminded me of just a New York grind 
You know, being from like Birmingham, Alabama, you get to go to a city like New York and you seeing Joe Torrey, yeah. you know, uh, all the comedians, Yvette Wilson, and yes, I met, sir. you know, Bill Bellamy, and then, you know, Steve was there, Sid was there, and a lot of them, and you know, Jeff, a lot of them comedians had passed Bernie away. Mac. Yeah, Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Mac was there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, young man. Did you man. get to meet Robin Harris? Oh, oh come on. Oh, man. I love Legendary. Him. Come oh, my on. God. Yeah, man, I'm talking about the '90s. Was 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 like, uh, so you, you got play, play, play it. Hit, drop it, Dave. Oh, come on, oh. Brad. Hit. Oh my goodness. Let's go real quick, everybody. If you're in your car right now, blow your horn. Let's go. Ricky Smiley Morning Show. We don't give a damn this morning. Jeff Johnson is in the building. Let's go. Come on, y'all. Boy, I, 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 damn, Jeff, you done got the show out. We supposed to be talking about teachers right here. <laughs> Jeff, you done messed up the morning show. That was the joint right there. That, yeah, was, was. that was a damn good skating rink song right there. I remember skating off of that one right there. All right, y'all, today we want to hear from our teachers. Y'all. We had a big argument yesterday. What were we talking about yesterday? We were talking about uh, teachers not being appreciated, teachers being afraid to teach because of these kids coming to school with guns, fighting and talking back and just all kinds right. of disrespect. So, Special K, Brad, today we want to talk uh, hear from our teachers. Uh, why? Maria, has there been such an increase of violence in our school, and how do we help our children? I need y'all to call me right now. We're going to have a conversation about that. 866-9-RICKY-866-9-R-I-C-K-E-Y. Hit me up. Let's talk about it. Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all. Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Ari Lennox, waste my time. All right, y'all. The time right now is 10 minutes after the hour, y'all. Now, on uh, yesterday... On yesterday's show, we talked about kids using violence against teachers, uh, school administrations, and staff. Uh, so a lot of y'all called to express your opinion about who's at fault. Today, we're asking school personnel from the teachers to the custodians, bus drivers, lunch ladies, uh, everybody working in the cafeteria about what they are facing every day in the, you know, in the school hallways, classrooms, cafeteria, bus rides, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, according to a study done by uh, the American Psychological Association, one third of survey teachers reported they experienced at least one incident of verbal threats, cyberbullying, intimidation, sexual harassment, and 29% reported at least one altercation involving an angry parent. Now, 14% of all teachers said they were victims of uh, physical violence from students. Yeah, but what could some of the underlying causes be? Um, is it special needs, school students not receiving services as promised, budget cuts, um, teacher shortages, pandemic burnout, or maybe some combination? Mm. Mm, so y'all hit us up, uh, 866-9-RICKY. Uh, as a parent, I believe that, uh, and, and kind of like kind of like fill in the blank, as a parent, I believe that. Jeff, Jeff what are your thoughts? I just don't know why we think that the schools are going to be void of what's happening in the streets around them. 
I mean, and, and these babies are stressed. They angry. They don't know who to fight but each other. They bring in street beef into the schools. They bring in the fact that they don't have food to eat up into the schools. They bring in the fact that they are dealing with other kind of emotional issues. And, and I'm not saying that these are things teachers should have to find the solution for. But if but but we act like these are things that shouldn't be happening in the school when the reality is everything that's happening in the community around us says it's going to happen in the school because it's not happening in schools that are in certain suburbs. It's not happening in schools that are in in non-urban areas the same way. So it's it's just a reflection of the community. And if and if we I, I just think sometimes we try to separate it in a way to make it seem like, oh, my God, this is so insane and unusual. And and these kids, something wrong with them. No, right. they come from a community where this is what's happening. Right. M- M- Maria Special K, what are your thoughts? Would I, would I be wrong to say that I think that 95% of the problem with the kids goes back to the parents? Because I think a lot of parents, if you don't have the time, the finances, and the emotional investment in your kids. I've raised five kids. Me and my wife raised five kids. And I think if you don't have the time, the emotional, the uh, financial investment to properly put into these kids so that they don't become those kids at 13 and 14 years old, that's, that's where a lot of the problem comes from because you got to be able to afford to raise a kid. That's not just financial. Maria. Well, I have two children who are on the spectrum. They're special needs. They have autism. And I think that that one story about the uh, teenager that, you know, tackled this uh, the teacher and they saying he had some special needs. I think that there's um, issues in terms of resources for parents who have children with special needs. Um, I remember when my son was very young and he was taking all of the books off of the bookshelf um, in the after school program and the teachers there didn't know how to handle him. So they kicked him out of the program. Mm. And that was a huge struggle for me back then as a single mother. So I empathize with all of the parents out there who have children with special needs, but they don't have the teachers and the resources and the faculty and staff to help Mm-hmm. These kids, you know. All right, let's go to the phones. Eight six six nine. Ricky, good morning. Okay, I'm a teacher. I'm originally from Chi-Town Town right now. It's the parenting that we're not doing. We're taking so much power away from the uh, from the uh, from the teachers. And I come from the old school where the teachers used to discipline our kids, and that we looked up to our teachers with much respect. Now there's no respect. But me, myself, I'm old school. I teach the old school way, and I get much respect. My name is Pam Washington. So my name is Jamie, and I'm a teacher in Louisiana, and I was actually assaulted by a student four years ago. Mm. And that contributed to the end of my career. Mm. Despite being a teacher that was telling the school we had problems that needed to be addressed, despite trying to connect with parents, I didn't get the support I needed. And so it's really not a one-person issue. Our school staff and our parents have got to get on one accord and start realizing that most of our teachers have the interests of our kids as a priority. And when we understand what the needs of our kids met and put that accountability piece back in place and support educators, we can stop situations like this from happening. I was a teacher 13 years who was very passionate and I'm no longer in the classroom. You know, and we, until we get this in check, Teachers are going to keep leaving because they don't feel safe. That's tragic. Wow. And you lose a good teacher like that. And, uh, you know, somebody was saying, um, you know, talk about parents uh, not being involved in the PTA meeting uh, or whatever, you know, trying to get uh, uh, parents to come out. Uh, Jeff, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I I think that there are a lot of parents who want to be there and, and can't. 
um, either because of the shift that they're working um, or that they're working heavily. I, I, I think you talk about parent issues and, and you got a spectrum of parents um, who have time, access, resources. There are parents who care, who can't be there. There are parents who can be here, who don't care. Um, so I don't think there's a one size fits all as it relates to parents. Um, but, but I do think that we, I don't see a ton of resources put into parent support. Um, I know that there there's a church that I belong to that had a parents advocacy team that supported parents that wanted to figure out how to be more involved in their kids' lives at school, even a parental power of attorney form. So like if Miss Jones couldn't go to the parent teacher conference because she had to work at that time, Miss Smith would go for Miss Jones. Um, right. So how are we having just basic support for parents who are interested but may not know exactly how to give more? All right, all right, we got time for one, one, one. Good morning. Hi, I'm a teacher in Columbus, Georgia, and all of the facts are right. Special needs, they're not on medication, um, lack of funding, Title I schooling. A lot of it all goes all down to parents that don't know how to parent. And the community involved, they bring it to school. Um, the gang violence, the vapes, the drugs, it's prevalent in those schools, Title I schools that are funded because of low-income children. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, we'll be talking about it a lot more. So uh, thank y'all for your phone calls. And this is a great conversation. Front page coming up next. Rick Smiley Morning Show. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Uh, Rick Smiley Morning Show. Got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Wednesday morning news. Two Americans have returned to the U.S. from Mexico and are being treated at a hospital after an armed kidnapping left two of their friends dead. Victims Saeed Woodard and Zendel Brown were found dead at the scene. While Latavia Washington McGee had no injuries, the other surviving uh, traveler, Eric Williams, was wounded. One person only identified as a 24-year-old named Jose N. has been detained in connection with the two deaths. The FBI released a statement saying we will work with international partners and other law enforcement agencies to hold those responsible for this horrific environment accountable for their crimes. In other news, the Food and Drug Administration on Tuesday posted news of a second recall of eye drops in less than two months. Millions of Americans use eye drops for conditions such as dry eye, glaucoma, and itchiness uh, called, caused by allergies or air pollution, and we're seeing a whole lot of pollen in the air now. Now, the latest recall of purely soothing 15% MSM drops is because of concerns that the product may not be sterile. Lastly, it's March 8th, which is International Women's Day. I want to send a huge shout out to all of the women on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Brad, Beyonce, Aloysius, Euro Rice, and our new EP, Melody McKinley, uh, to show solidarity and celebrate this wonderful occasion. People are being asked to embrace themselves as a public show of their pledge to embrace equity, which is this year's International Women's Day theme. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick man, look at news. <laughs> Embrace yourself. If you don't want to hug yourself with women, <laughs> hug yourself with women. Gary's in here doing it. Half hug yourself. Yeah, how can you say nothing to him? Half of yourself. <laughs> Happy International that's Women's right, Day. Honey. You celebrated too, right, yeah, Gary? That's right, <laughs> You're always celebrating women. We love that. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at these stories and other headlines. Visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? Well, Baltimore Ravens, they placed a non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. 
free to test the free agent market. That's what the non-exclusive uh, franchise tag means. He's free to test that free agent market to get out there to accept offers from other potential teams. But the Baltimore Ravens will have the right to match any offer that's received his way. Now, here's the deal. Is he going to get what he deserves? Is he going to get what he's trying to, what he thinks he's worth? So he's going to let the market determine that by going out there on free agency, all these offers that he gets, whatever, right. the, whatever the top offer is, that's going to be pretty much what they think he's worth. He can accept that or Baltimore Ravens going to be at a match and say, all right, come on, we'll match that and maybe yeah. give you a little bit more. And, that's and, pretty the, much and it. the biggest sticking point is the guaranteed money. Absolutely. The guaranteed and money. And Baltimore ain't doing the guaranteed money. Absolutely. <laughs> Former NBA player J.J. Redick and Kendrick Perkins got heated on ESPN's first take when they were discussing the NBA MVP race. J.J. Redick, who's a white dude, was uh, bothered by Kendrick Perkins, who's black, implied that white NBA reporters have a bias toward white players when it comes to voting for the MVP. Uh, Stephen, I mean you, and I mean no offense to first take, because I think this show is extremely valuable. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are they, they favor white people. You I just said not, that. You ju- not, yes, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, did. Yes, you did. That I is did exactly not, what you implied, Kendrick Perkins. That is exactly what you implied. Secondly, hold on, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. And you're not about to sit up. We all know what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied just now. Hold on. I stated it. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. Okay. All right. So let me say this. What's the fact? What? Okay. So the last two MVPs have been won by Nicola Jones. I said, what's the fact? I didn't say, what the Brett. You heard what I said, man. You know what he's trying to say. Hold on, hold on. No, you know, she's trying to get me caught up in a meeting after the morning show. Don't do that. That ain't what I said. I said, what's the fact? Who got the dump button? What a dump button? That ain't what I said. You know uh-huh. what I said. Uh-huh. Brett, man, go on. Uh, uh, whatever your name is. Okay. <laughs> it's Rock T, man. Just so you didn't know that. Yeah, what, what happened? So yeah. pretty much, man, Nicola Jokic, he's, the, he's we on the last two MVPs. He's a white guy, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. The last time a white dude won an MVP was uh, Dirt. He did it back in 2011, I believe. Right. Or 20, no, 2007. And then Steve Nash did it in 2005, 2006. Right. Those have been the only ones since Larry Bird way back in the day. Right. So Kendrick Perkins is saying uh, is saying pretty much that every time there's a great white hope type player, Jeff, you was talking about this earlier, then the white voters want to try to vote and lean more towards that particular player. Instead of basing it on the numbers. Instead of basing it on the numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, that makes sense. on the course of history, the majority of the MVPs have been run by black men. Right. Black players, period. Okay, I get it. Now, now I get the argument. And that now, makes sense. Right. So now, now you got Luka Doncic over with the Dallas Mavericks. Don't be surprised if he <laughs> run a, a, a string of MVPs over the next few years, as he should probably get because he's one of the best players in the league. Right. There right. it is. Okay, there it is. I appreciate that, Rock. Thanks for breaking that down. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot Mess hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the BRA 18. With your low down mess itself. Go and do your hot spot. <laughs> what you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. You always you trying to cuss throw me somebody. out too? Well, you want to cuss me out too? 
Up under the bus. Uh, you know what I said. Good Come morning, on. everybody. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your girl, Brad Tat y'all. This is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Well, y'all, looks like Married to Medicine cast is getting a major shakeup. According to reports, cast members Dr. Contessa Metcalf and Anaya Sanja uh, are getting the boot, y'all. The ladies have allegedly been replaced with Real Housewives of Atlanta alum Phaedra Parks. And the news first uh, reported on Carlos King's reality with the King podcast, and it quickly spread like wildfire. Now, fans are reacting to the news because many are excited to see Phaedra Parks back on their TV screens, while others are sad to see Dr. Contessa Metcalf go. And one user wrote, Contessa is married to medicine professionally and actually. How you gonna ask her before quad? When Contessa's marriage has been the topic of the last two seasons or so, make it make sense. She ain't that boring. And another user said, Phaedra coming to save the show. Somebody else had a different opinion on Phaedra joining the cast, and they said another actual doctor and doctor's wife have been canned. Meanwhile, we still have to look at Quad, and I don't believe Phaedra's story about dating no doctor either. You'll probably never see him on the show. So what y'all think about Phaedra being on the new Married to Medicine? I don't know. I like Phaedra, and I love Dr. Contessa and Annette. I mean, they both are, well, Dr. Contessa is definitely a doctor, and her husband, Dr. Scott, is a doctor. Right. Now, Phaedra is so they're saying she's dating a doctor, right? That's what they're saying, yeah. she's dating yeah. a doctor and stuff. Yeah. I don't know, because I watched the show, but we're going to see, honey, how they turn on. We're going to call then, Dr. Heavily and see. If she Ooh, do that, Dr. she Heavily. won't uh, ever get a chance to be back on the Housewives, uh, or, or was she planning on ever coming back to the house? Because sometimes they'll go back and get former housewife. And Andy invited her back. And, you know, and um, Phaedra and Candy, you know, they had their little situation, so that's probably why she's not back on the show. Oh. You know, yeah, because, you know, that big situation happened with Phaedra, Candy, and Portia. So. Yeah, and it was a bunch of lies and stuff. Uh, yeah, that, so. that, yeah. Lies, lies, Ricky. Using lies as alibis. Gary, Gary, <laughs> Gary, Gary, do you ever watch Below Deck? I sure do, honey. <laughs> Every day I can. That's a great show. Wonderful. Oh, I want to do Gary watch Below Deck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. be asking why are these boats on here. <laughs> yes, honey. I, I need to That's watch that right now. Ships. <laughs> yes, honey. You know anybody that's below deck? <laughs>